Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. Heavenly Father, we just give you praise. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord God, for the bountifulness of your word. We thank you, Lord God, for Holy Spirit being present. Thank you, Father, that your word declares where two or three are gathered in your name. There will you be in the midst of us. I thank you, Lord God. I count that as a tangible presence because we know that you're already on the inside of us. So we brought you in with us. So obviously when two or three get together, something different happens. So our expectation, Father, is for something different to happen in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing us understanding and clarity of the word of God. And we give you all the praise and the honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, why don't you hug a couple of people? Well, you know what? Uh, don't be seated yet. Don't be seated yet. Don't, I, I know, I know you worked and you're like, I want to sit down, Pastor Deborah, but we're going we're gonna to make a couple of declarations uh, before you sit down. Amen. So if you would repeat after me, I am, I am the righteousness of Christ Jesus. I have the mind of Christ. I am complete in him. I'm full of him. God's divine nature lives in me. I'm a joint heir with Christ Jesus. I'm seated with him in heavenly places. I reign in life through Christ Jesus. As he is, so am I. Look at somebody and tell them, as he is, so am I. Let me tell you again. I know, talk to him. Let me tell you again. As he is, so am I. Amen, amen. Praise God. Well, you may take your seats. It says, as he is, so am I. You know, all those things we just said are true concerning us. And sometimes we... Um, overlook those things, but we need to meditate on those things and understand that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus when we, became, when we became born again. Something new, something new and fantastic happened in our lives. Something great, something wonderful happened to us when we made a decision to make Jesus Lord of our lives. You know, our, the thing that we know now is that our spirit became new. It is not the same. Our nature is not the same, not anymore. And we have to learn to recognize that in order for us to walk in victory. Because if we think nothing happened, then we won't uh, look for anything different to take place. We'll just live our same old defeated lives when we got victory living on the inside of us. Amen. So the Bible tells us, all through the scriptures, and I wanted us to confess all those things that are true concerning us. And we're going to look at some of those things tonight because there are times when we have to remind ourselves of who we are. We have to remind ourselves of the new identity that we took on when we got born again. Look at somebody and say, I became somebody. I became somebody. 
I thought I was somebody, but I was nobody. But when I got born again, I became somebody. Amen, amen, amen. You became somebody. Jesus said that he made, or God said he made our lives significant. He made them mean something. Hallelujah. He made our, mind, our lives mean something. He made our lives of, of value. Amen. So we're going to just start. Let's just start with some of this good stuff concerning ourselves. How about we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse 16 in the King James uh, Version of the Bible. Look at this. It says, for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Who has known? God is so big and so great. He says, who has known his mind that you would ever even give him any type of instructions or advice at all? You know, sometimes we try to give God a hint about something we won't, but he said, who is going to advise him? But then, don't you love the word but? It says, but we have the mind of Christ. And the importance of us having the mind of Christ is because Jesus always knew what his father was doing. So therefore, with us having access, we now can know what God is doing. And we can pray a prayer. God, thank you for letting me know what you are doing. We don't have to walk around in the blind saying, I don't know what God is doing. You know, you know we like to say God is up to something. What is up to something? What is that? Up to something. That almost sounds like God is sneaking around doing stuff. You know, we, we say that about people, don't we? I know they up to something. But he says that we don't have to live that life. He says that we have the mind of Christ and we can talk to God and find out what he is doing. God, what are you doing with my life? God, what are you doing with my children? God, what are you? We can ask those questions. And he said that we have the mind of Christ and he doesn't mind sharing those things with us. So we don't have to go around making God mysterious anymore. Amen. That God is up to something. Amen. Look at somebody again and tell them, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. And I believe the Amplified, and let's just look at that. The Amplified uh, makes it a little bit more, uh, a little clearer to us. It says, for who has known or understood the mind, the counsels and purpose of the Lord, so as to guide and instruct him and give him knowledge. But we have the mind of Christ, the Messiah, and do hold the thoughts feelings, and purposes of his heart. Amen. He says we can know the purposes in his heart. That's what we gain when we become born again. Look at somebody else and tell them again, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. Amen. Amen. I have the mind of Christ. Well, let us look at us being filled with his divine nature. How about 2 Peter chapter 1? And let's look at verse 3. Let's look at it in the Amplified. It says, for his divine power. Don't you like that? Divine. For his divine power has been bestowed upon us all things that are requisite, suited to life and godliness through the full personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellence 
virtue, by means of these, he has bestowed on us his precious, exceedingly great promises, so that through them you may escape by flight from the moral decay, rottenness, and corruption that is in the world because of covetousness, lust, greed, and become sharers, partakers of the divine nature. He says, we have become partakers of his divine nature. He said, this is a part of the precious promises that he's made to us. Divine nature, we're part of the divine nature of God. Oh, man, we're not mere men, not anymore. His divine nature lives on the inside of us, and he says, you can partake of it. We don't have to just know that it's on the inside of us. He said, but you can partake of it. You can live in it. You can walk in it. The divine nature of God, God himself occupying a place on the inside of us. Oh, my goodness. Reminds me of Genesis when he breathed the breath of life into man and they became a living soul or a speaking spirit. Do you all realize what happened with Adam when God breathed on the inside of him and gave him what the Bible calls the breath of life? That enabled Adam to be able to name all the animals. You do know that. That was a divine thing that took place. Because mere men could not do that. After about 10 animals, you'd be like, uh. Oh, that would look just like, didn't that one look, didn't I just name that one? I mean, that lizard just looked, this, this is like a bigger lizard. So we'll just call it a lizard again. No, he didn't. How many, do you know there are a lot of animals that look just alike, but Adam had the ability to name each of them individually. That had to do with the divine nature living on the inside of him. Oh, my God. Listen, we need, to, we need to come up from where we think we are. We need to come up and understand that the divine nature lives on the inside of us, and we got qualities on the inside of us that we probably haven't even tapped into because we're trying to act like a mere man. We're trying to act like those people around us that ain't born again. Because the smartest of the ones that are, that are not born again has nothing on you because you have the divine nature living on the inside of you. You should never be, as a born-again believer, intimidated by anybody's intelligence or their smarts. Oh, goodness, that's just book knowledge. Look at somebody say, that's just book knowledge. Well, we're talking about having access to the divine nature of God. Look at somebody and say, that's me. Glory to God. I got what I think Pastor Brian said. I got the juice. <laughs> Glory to God. I probably don't even know what I'm saying, right? Y'all laugh, laugh too much for that one. I'm going to have to figure out what that is. All right, then. Romans chapter 8. <laughs> Romans chapter 8 and verse 17. <laughs> In the Amplified, it says, and if we are his children, then we are his heirs also. If we are his children, then we are his heirs also. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Look at this. Sharing his inheritance with him. Only we must share his suffering if we are to share his glory. But what, wait, what happened? Y'all said, oh, wow. 
Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> and this is what Paul says, but what of that? For I consider that the suffering of this present time, this present life, are not worth being compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us, for us, conferred on us. Man, that's some stuff. I'm telling you, this is some holy stuff. Look at somebody say, this is some holy stuff. Man, oh man, this is some, this is some divine nature, God stuff. <laughs> Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. I just thought I would just give y'all a reminder of who you are. Who we are. You know what? And the Bible don't lie. Aren't you happy that the Bible is not lying about who you are? You know what? You may not have taken on all the characteristics yet. They may not have been quite revealed to you yet, but I'm, yet, but I'm telling you, the word of God is about peeling back those layers and exposing who you are. We're not trying to be, you know, this is saying this is who we are. We're not trying to be this way. You do know that. We're not trying to get to be a part of God's divine nature. We're not trying to look for some special access card because when you got born again, you got full access. Hallelujah. And I just believe the Holy Ghost just want to throw up all over us. Hallelujah. It's a good day to be a Christian. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. He says, for if, for if because a one man's trespass lapse or offense, death reigned through that one, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace. Somebody say, that's me. That's me. Unmerited favor. See, we don't even need to redefine favor. Favor is, uh, excuse me, redefine grace. Grace is favor. Don't let anybody else try to tell you it's something else. Grace is the favor of God. It's the unmerited favor of God. Period. Look at somebody say, period. period. Stop trying to add some stuff to it. Make it say something else. No. It is God's favor. That's what God us saved was the favor of God. He didn't want anybody saying that I can boast in what I did, what I said, what I became, what family I was born into. He says, no, no, it's all going to be about me. Look at somebody say, God wants it all about him. Notice everything that he's saying. It's like this has been conferred upon you. This has been bequeathed upon you. This is what I gave you. Jesus even said, I give you my peace. He said, I don't even want you trying to come up with your own peace. I'm going to give you my peace. Oh, I love you, God. Let's start again. He says, for if because of one man's trespass lapsed, offense, death reigned through that one, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, and the free, ooh, free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself, reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Now he says you're going to reign in life through him. That's not you going out there trying to reign on your own. He said, you're going to reign through Christ Jesus. That's how we reign. It's through him. It's what he did. It's what, what he caused to be conferred upon us. 
It's all about, it's all about what Jesus did for us, what Jesus gave us the ability to walk into. For some of us, maybe even crawl into what, however you got there. Some of us got scared into it, but now that I know what it is, I'm so glad I was frightened into it. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't want to die and go to hell. I don't care how I got in. Thank you, Jesus. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. How many of you all in? Thank God I'm in. Woo! Praise the Lord. I got in. <laughs> I got in, but he said that we're going to reign through Christ Jesus. It's through the things that Christ Jesus has done that gives us the ability to reign in life. To reign in life, not life reign over us. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. God is so, so, so very, very good. Let's look at uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. And we'll continue looking in the Amplified. This, this is Paul. Paul, he said, you know what? He said, Christ is everything. What he did was everything. Gave me access. Gave me the ability to reign in life. Gave me the ability to, uh, to, to be joint heirs with him uh, and the throne. And so here he says, I have strength for all things. Look what he said. In Christ who empowers me? Who empowers me? Sometimes we try to do things on our own. And the Bible said, or Paul is something, he says, I, I have strength because he empowers me. I'm not looking to my frail self to handle these situations. I'm going to run to Christ. I'm going to, well, let's put it this way. I'm going to look at what he did and believe what he did. I'm going to look at what he did and I'm going to say, I, I trust that your death was enough to win this for me. Glory to God. I'm going, I'm going to look at what Jesus said that he overcame and I'm going to say, as he is, so am I. As he is, so am I. So if, if, if he reigned and took care of it, then I'm just going to walk. You know how, how people blaze a trail and you don't have to knock down all the bushes and stuff. You just walk in the path. You just keep walking. You don't stray off somewhere in the bushes to make your own path. But you just walk in the footsteps that was walking before you. Glory to God. So that's what Paul says. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try to blaze a trail on my own. Jesus has already blazed the trail. Jesus has already taken care of demonic forces. He's already taken care of principalities and powers. He's already taken care of that stuff. So he's already blazed the trail. So the only thing I need to do is just follow him. Glory to God. I need to follow him. He's already won the victory for me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If I keep my eyes on him and what he's done, then that, that keeping my eyes on him will energize me, give me the strength, and give me the power to carry out what he wants me to carry out, to, 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 to walk in victory, because we're supposed to be looking at Jesus. But a lot, sometimes we start looking at ourselves, and in ourselves, 
we muster up all the strength we can get in ourselves. Then we get tired. Then we get worn out. Then we get worn down. Then we get depressed. Then we get sick. Then we get sad. And then bad stuff coming out of our mouth because it's not the thing that God said. It's not the thing that Jesus said. It's not the thing that we heard. But all these things are causing us in our own strength. Glory to God. And he's saying, no, 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 not in your own strength. No, you cannot do this in your own strength. But in my strength, you can. Hallelujah. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Keep saying. Keep repeating. Keep praying. Glory to God. Keep looking to the one who won your victory. He says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything. Look at this. He said, I am equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Paul's not trying to take any credit for anything. Paul's not trying to say, you know, it, it's, it's because I, I, I studied with the best of them. It's because I have strength. I have power. I have might. I have. Paul's not saying I have anything. As a matter of fact, he says, I count all that stuff is dumb. He said, but this thing that I got going on with Christ Jesus. Oh, man, it, 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 is, it is the bomb. It is the thing that I needed for life. This thing that this relationship that I got going on with the Holy Ghost and with God, now nothing can top that. Nothing can beat that. Nothing can overcome that. Nothing in this world can overcome what Jesus Christ has done for me. And I believe he did it for me. Oh, I'm telling you, I, I do. I, when I think about it, every time I think about Jesus and the cross, every time I think about the stripes, I just, I just know, I just know he was calling out every one of our names saying, I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it for you, Kathy. I'm doing it for you, Jack. I'm doing it for you, Jill. I'm doing it for you, Tom, Dick, Harry. I'm doing it for, I'm doing it for you. And he had us all in mind. But you know what's really, really great Jesus had us all in mind, but don't you know God had us in mind before we ever even got here? It said, the Bible says, before the foundation of the world. Way before we even got here, God made a plan for our victory. Do you know God didn't even allow us to be born until he'd already planned and worked out our victory? Nobody came into this earth without a plan of victory, not one. Everybody born again before he even, before he even blew breath into Adam, he'd already planned the victory. Because he wouldn't dare put us here in a place where victory was not the destination. So understand, even before Adam, he planned your victory. The Bible says before the foundations of the world, Listen, God is only looking for history to repeat itself because our life is history to him. He's already seen it. He's already seen it. And he's just saying, walk out what I already seen. That's why he don't pay any attention to us, you know, snotting and crying. He's like, I already planned victory. So when you get through with all of that, 
when you get through with your snotting and crying and yelling and pointing at everybody, it's their fault because I, because listen, how in the world could someone coming after God had planned something, some, stop something God planned and put into force? It can't. Nobody can. Look at somebody say, nobody can stop you. You can stop walking towards your victory, but your victory is still there, and he's just still waiting for you to. God, I hurt here. Oh, my husband left me. Oh, oh, my children acting crazy. He's like, uh-huh. So what I want you to do is tomorrow, when you see your coworker, I want you to pray for them. But God, what about my kids? Yeah, so... When you get to the grocery store, I want you to do, because he is, he is leading you to victory. He ain't stopping because you got some little issue going on. He, he, he said, no, 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 no. I'm not, I, you know, what I said, I said. I'm not taking it back. I'm not. What? Hallelujah. See, see, just knowing that. To me, just knowing that he planned your victory before he even let any person, human being, get on this earth. Man, that, that should give us confidence. Because no matter what comes to us, you got to say, well, God already planned my victory. But, but God did this before I ever got here. God did this before he ever created the heavens and the earth. See, Jesus just was a part of our victory. He knew man was going to fail and do something stupid and crazy, not knowing that they needed him, forgetting who they were. So he says, well, okay, they're going to do that, and then I'm going to have my son show up. They're going to think they were lost, but no, I plan for their victory. So I'm going to have my son show up. So it looked like what they lost, they really didn't lose because I knew they was going to lose it. So I planned for them to get it back. Yes, amen. <laughs> Woo! Yes, amen. Oh, I'm telling you, God is such a good God. Look at somebody and say, God is my God. See, we got to take that personally. He is my God. And he's watching over, listen, the Bible says he's watching over his word to perform it. What word do you think he's watching over? Y'all think he's just watching over, you know, all them little words? No, he's watching over the word he started from the very beginning. I already said, let there be this, 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 and this. We only get a glimpse of let there be light, let there be. No, he said, let there be you. Yeah. Woo, glory. He said, let there be you. And I'm watching over the word that I spoke concerning your life. That's what I'm watching over. That's why God don't get into our pity parties. Ooh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. God is good, is he not? Let's go to 1 John. 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. We're going to look at verse 17. Uh, let's look at this in the King James. I believe when uh, the Bible tells us to stir ourselves up, we need to stir ourselves up this way. Tell yourself who you are. Tell yourself where you came from. Tell yourself I'm from good stock. I'm from the right side of the track. <laughs> 
It says, herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. God is such an awesome God. Let's look at uh, Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, verse 10. I'm not going to keep you long at all. I just want to remind you of who God says that we are. So you can have a sweet sleep tonight. (laughs) Knowing that God has pre-planned and predestined beforehand. And he sees us just like what we're reading about here. Uh, Colossians chapter 2 and verse 10. And ye are complete in him. Yeah, I need to rest, read the rest. We, we can stop right here, right? I mean, I mean, we could read the rest, but and ye are complete in him. That's, and ye are complete in him. And ye are complete in him. Ye are complete in him. You are complete in him. So we're not trying to get anything. You are complete. He's not going to add anything else to you. You are complete. Now we can let the world make you feel, think that you are inferior, but God says you're complete. He said, you're complete. There's this, this nothing missing. There's nothing lacking. There's nothing broken. You're not missing anything. You're complete. I put myself in. How much more complete can you be? If I put me in you, what else what you, what, what else, what you trying to get? What, what you looking for? God anoints me. You, oh, you, you think God's not anointed? I'm just asking the question. He said, and ye are complete in him. I mean, just, just kind of sit on that just for a minute. Ye are complete in him. I don't know about you. When I started going to church, I kept thinking that I needed something else. I needed something else. I need, I need something else. I need somebody else. I, need, I, need, I must need something. But the Bible says that we are complete in him. When you think about it, when you think about the first man that he, that was created, I mean, don't we occupy the same thing? I mean, like we have a body, we got a soul, and we got God living on the inside of us now. And did not God say, and it was very good? Did God not say, and I rested? God didn't rest because he was exhausted. (laughs) God God did not rest because he was tired. God rested because he was satisfied with what he'd done. He rested because there's nothing else to be done. I'm completely satisfied. 
We call it uh, the Sabbath, the seventh day, the Sabbath, the day of rest. Actually, it's a day of celebration. It's a day of celebration. God's like, man, I put, I, I put that together. Man, look at what I did. I, 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 God's like, I did that thing. I did that. I'm looking back. I, I did, I, I did that. Mm-hmm. I'm completely satisfied with what I did. Not just with Adam. I'm completely satisfied with my whole plan. And he's sitting back saying, boy, it's good. It's good. I'm satisfied. Look at somebody say, God is satisfied. <laughs> you know, you read in the Bible about him talking about it was his kind intent. It was because of his intense love that he put this plan together for us. Look at somebody say, I'm completing him. Now, this ain't got nothing to do with your feelings. It don't have anything to do with your situations or circumstances. God saw all of those, and he said, the plan I put together can handle all of that. It can handle all of that. It can handle your children. It can handle your husband. It can handle you being single and thinking you want to be married. It can handle your finances. It can handle your your sickness and disease. It can. He said, no. Nah, he said, I did that. I'm going to sit down and watch it unfold. <laughs> I'm going to sit down and watch it unfold. I've given them my unmerited favor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, and I made it possible for they could, so they could hear my voice. I demonstrated it. When they read about Adam, he says that, you know, I come down and talk to Adam in the cool of the day. I'm so glad he said it kind of that way. It was like Adam was calm. He came down to talk to Adam when he was calm. <laughs> you know how when we get all frantic, we be trying to hear from God and I can't hear him. I can't hear him. That's because of the brain noise. And, and, and he's like, you know what? Jesus did it all the time. Peace be still. Jesus, don't you care we drowning? Like Jesus told him to get in a boat so he could go drown them. You all understand what I'm saying? I, I told you all to get in this boat just so I can carry you across so all y'all can drown. But only thing, where'd he go? Peace be still. Even when, Peter, even when Peter wanted to walk on the water, he, you know, it was like, come on, Peter. But you know what? It didn't say he did anything about the water, did it? It still was just, he just took a moment. Okay, Peter, go ahead and come. The others probably was like, sit down, Peter, so he can calm this water. Because that's the whole reason that we, well, Peter was like, no, let's just take a sidebar. <laughs> Let's take a sidebar. But God is satisfied with his plan. And he says that we are complete in him. And when we come together, it's just uh, an unfolding, uh, 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 pulling away of the things that have covered up who we are, the words that have been said to us, the situations that we've been in, the experiences that we have had. All those things sometimes cover up, but then God has wanted to expose who we are. And that's why it's important that we tell you 
who you are, and we remind ourselves of who we are, and we remind ourselves of concerning the completed works of Jesus that gave us access to the, to the overall plan that God had for us in the first place. Yes. So we need to understand that we are complete in him. We don't need anything. We just need exposure. We just need for, uh, we used to say this many, many years ago, that we thank God for the gospel. Um, let's see, how did we say it? We're excited concerning the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, exposing us to the light and lighting up dark areas in our lives. Dark areas in our lives, it just means that you don't have the light on it yet. You hadn't been exposed to it yet. You haven't, we, now we say you don't have a revelation of it yet, which means it hadn't been revealed to you yet. But if you see a promise in the word of God and you want that promise to be, uh, to be active in your life, then you have to look into the, the word of God and have it to expose you to it, to pull back whatever dark thing may be hiding this from you, understanding that God, when we say God has a plan for your life, yeah, he does. He has a big plan for all of our lives. That's to get to the end and be with him. That's for us to all be together with him. So, yes, God has a plan for each of our lives. That plan begins when you get born again. You're not looking for that plan to start at some other time because sometimes how we may say it in church causes a person to feel like, well, God hadn't given me a play-by-play. So I feel lacking because this person knows that, you know, God told them to go over here and do this, but God's never said that to me. Does that mean that you're not in the plan? No. He's just specifically giving maybe some instructions to someone concerning a particular thing. But understand, there is no destiny here on earth. There's no destiny here on earth. So once you complete that assignment, he's just going to give you another one. (laughs) You cannot pigeonhole God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, this is not our we. This is not our destiny. You, you know, man. I have arrived. Arrived. Unless you in glory, you hadn't arrived. You just finished something. That's all. And for some people, he have you to 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 repeat the assignment over and over and over and over again. Others, he moved to other places. So no one is is better or less than anyone else. No one is got some status over anybody else. You're just completing the task that he has put before you. As we all move towards all of our destiny. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory. You know we get a revelation of that. Don't you know how much how much quicker we can spread the gospel because you're not trying to pigeonhole God into, I need to teach, I need to preach, I need to, uh, whatever it is you think you need to do that's going to get you to the epitome of being the, the Christian that God called you to be. No, that's an everyday 
assignment. So, you know, if you're somewhere and God tells you to give someone a hug, don't you know that's a part of a plan? If God tells you to, be, to smile and be kind to someone, don't you know that's an assignment and that's part of the plan for your life? Some people are looking for titles, not a plan. How do, I, how, do, how do I climb the ladder? How do I climb the spiritual ladder in the kingdom of God? There's not one. There's not a spiritual ladder in the kingdom of God that you got to climb up to. There's not. That's why you're trying to get somewhere <laughs> instead of be somewhere. I hope, I'm, hope, I hope you understanding what I'm saying. I just always tell everybody, just put one foot in front of the other and you will get to every place God wants you to be. So we cannot compare this natural world to the spiritual world that we are a part of. So every, everything that you do that God tells you to do is a part of your assignment. No matter how small it may seem to you. That's to you. That's to you. But every human being is important to God. So we don't discount anything that God, this is a great thing in the kingdom of God. Like I said, even if it's a smile, it's a great thing in the kingdom of God because you don't know that may have softened someone's heart. That person may, may get to come to know Jesus, may do great, what we call great exploits, and it was because of your kind smile. So did you, do you think that really was a small assignment? Would you have rather passed that on to someone else because it didn't seem big enough to you? No matter what God is telling us to do, it's impacting the kingdom of God. And it's tearing down the kingdom of darkness. At the same time, it's building up the kingdom of God and tearing down the kingdom of darkness. So there is no little thing. Look at somebody say, my assignment is not small. It's the same as yours. It is. It's exposing people to the kingdom of God. Yes. Hallelujah. That's so funny. I almost said some of y'all need to take your crowns off because you put them there yourself. <laughs> I crown myself. <laughs> Never mind all that. We won't go there. <laughs> so repeat after me. I am, I am the, righteousness the righteousness of God, of God. through Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. I have... I the mind of Christ. I am complete in him. I am full of him. God's divine nature lives in me. I'm joint heirs with Christ Jesus. I'm seated with him in heavenly places. I reign in life through Christ. As he is, so am I. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is such a good God. Heavenly Father, we just give you praise. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord God, that you're opening up our eyes and our minds and our spirit to recognize who we are. 
We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are allowing us to be a part of what you're doing in the earth. We thank you, Father God, for each individual assignment that you give us. We thank you, Lord God, that it comes day to day. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that your intent is for us to impact uh, the kingdom of darkness and draw others into the kingdom of light. So I thank you, Father, that we will be ever conscious of that. Help us understand, Father, that we are completing you. Help us never to ever go down that road of thinking that something is wrong with us, that we need something else. But we understand, Father, that we are now full of you. We understand, Father, that we have your mind. We have access to the things and purposes that you have designed. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that we will not ever feel inferior again feel less than again because we are positioned in you. Hallelujah. And we will never lose that position in you. We thank you, Lord God, for um, us just as a body coming together, hmm, acting as one man, Lord God, so that we can see, we can see what you are doing so that we can be a part of what you what you are doing. I thank you, Father, for strengthening us all in the inner man, strengthening us, empowering us, infusing us. Glory to God. I thank you, Lord God, that your word is not just knowledge to us, but your word is life to us. Your word is life giving to us. I thank you, Lord God, that as we read it, as we study it, as we hear it, I thank you, Lord God, that it will give us the strength, the might, and the power to carry out each assignment with joy. Hallelujah. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen, amen, amen. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GIVERTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.